Good evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on the UPRN Radio Network FM 105.3 in New Orleans, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Rumble. We're getting out there, guys. We're getting there. I just want to say hey and how's everybody doing tonight? And I just want to let you know, too, I'm Jenny Nicassi along with my co-host, Sean Kelly, that's a little late, and John Ventry. Uh, make sure you comment um, if you have any questions tonight. And We're broadcasting all across the United States and beyond many countries. Oh, wow. We go way out there. So we're all over the place. Remember to comment in the YouTube so if we can see you guys and we can comment. If you comment somewhere else, we're not going to see you. So um, I just want to let you know that we are now on, let's say, Roku. Um, so make sure you add us uh, at our channel. I'm going to show you what it looks like in just a second. Let me get back to the share and I'll show you what it looks like to... Um, to find it because I had a hard time finding it. So you might too. So let me go ahead and find that for y'all. Let's see if I can find it. I just had it up here. You see, that's that always happens. I get all ready and then <laughs> I lose everything. Okay, let's see where it is. And of course I don't have it. Oh, well, let's see, quick access. It should be right there. Or did it go under pictures? I think it might be under pictures. If I can pull them up. Mm, no, I cannot. Let me see. If, of course, I don't. I might have my phone. So I'm going to I'm gonna do something that's unconventional. I'm going to see if you guys can see it. I'm going to put it up to my camera. Hopefully, you'll be able to see it that way. But it's exciting. So I'm glad. I, I just checked this out. So that was pretty cool. It's... um. They just added it, so you shouldn't have no problem going to the Roku. I have a hard problem with that word, and you'll be able to see it. Um, John, did you have a chance to check it out? No, I, I didn't. You didn't? It's naughty. Okay. Did you message me that? I didn't see that. I didn't. Yeah, um, we had. When I was in Miami? <laughs> when you were in Miami. Isn't that a song? in miami i'll show you i have it right here so if you guys have a chance to check it out check it out um i just uh added the channel it's really easy to do just go put put it in the search or you can go to podcasts i believe it's in podcasts um why can't i ever i had it right here guys let's see if you can see i'm going to put it up to the camera let me get out of this share oh, i'm sharing everything Oh, that was stupid. Wait a minute. Let me get this. I'm going to hold it up to the camera. Sometimes you can see it. Some come. Tell me if you can see. That is what it looks like. Oh, right there. Hold it right there. That's what it looks like. And just search UFO Paranormal United Public. And I do believe our guest is here. So, um, that's exciting news. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest because she's here. Her name is Elsa and the Dillon family. Elsa Dillon. Okay. She's a family of 10 experiencers living on a farm in Byron Bay Hills, Australia. Elsa's the mother of eight children, 
and husband Richard Dillon. Both Elsa and Richard, international fa fashion photographers, so that's exciting, shooting celebrities in magazines and advertising, behind the scenes professionals for over three decades. The Dillons are a second incarnation here on the um, I'm not, Gaia, I'm not really Gaia. sure, Gaia Family yeah. Over Souls, all called in together again to incarnate in the, this realm. Now, they are experiencers, so we're going to get into that exactly what does she mean by experiencers, beings and messages, oversoul connections and happenings with the paranormal with over 400 beings. So she, I believe she communicates with 400 different beings. This is going to be exciting in many forms and multidimensional realms. That is really fascinating. And she's been sharing this for a while now. So without further ado, let me go ahead and welcome Welcome to Chasing Prophecy, Elsa. How are you in Australia? <laughs> Hello. How are you both, John, Jenny? <laughs> Sean is a little late, so hopefully he'll be in soon. This is fascinating. I was reading all your stuff. So I want you to give us a description of what exactly is an incarnate. And do you mean that all your children have the same experiences? It's... Uh... It's so funny because we've been coming out for a year about all this information and you know, every time I hear it introduced, I go, whoa, it does sound like it's a lot, right? It's a lot to take in and you just go, how is that all possible? And uh, to we, we didn't believe in ETs or aliens. We, we, we knew they were out there, but it wasn't part of our world. Uh, we were just, you know, family and working photographers. That's, that, that was our world. And uh, the world wakes you up or the universe wakes you up somewhere along the line. <laughs> and that's what happened to us. And it, and it just didn't stop. It just kept getting more and more and more. It, uh, it started with um, uh, finding out about our incarnation, myself, personally, first of all. Then um, they kept messaging me and saying that they're not history, they're actually living as much as we are, which I just did not understand. I actually thought I was going crazy at that stage. And then they started saying to me that the incarnation is not just yourself, it's your whole family is incarnating again together, but in this realm. Okay, so these yeah. some, somebody told you this, or did you just have you got together with your family and decided that you were re reincarnated? Yes. Okay. Yes. No, it's, it's, you said beings that they communicated telling you this, or did you have this feeling that you were reincarnated? Your whole family was. They started talking through mirrors, these beings started okay. talking through mirrors to me, which was interesting because all through my life as a child growing up and as an adult, I was very scared of mirrors because I could see, I could see stuff in mirrors that it just would freak me out. So I would mm -hmm. run past mirrors. Uh, I would see ghosts. Um, but I, I kind of never addressed it because it was scary, you know. I, I've seen Hollywood films too. So yeah, um, I was, yeah. And um, I, I could not only see them, 
I can hear them, and I can smell them. So that was kind of scary as well. So, I so how, how, do they, <laughs> how do they communicate with you? Is, is it in a trance, or do they just come to you while you're sleeping? Well, be, because we've been doing this for quite some time now, they um, sometimes they just can be uh, next to me all the time. Um, sometimes it'll be when I'm shopping. It can be through songs. It can be through clouds. It can be through rocks, crystals. It it really uh, comes. The messages come through uh, absolutely everything, which is what makes the story so. Uh, full on I guess because there's 10 mm -hmm. of us and we're all doing this and it's different generations as well so we've got my husband who's 60 you've got me who's uh, I think I'm nearly, I'm nearly 50 <laughs> I think I'm nearly I think I'm 48 or 49 I have to ask Richard again um, and then we've got our youngest daughter now who's 10 but they've all they've all been experiencing for more than 10 years so so they're experiencing the same things that you're experiencing. Yeah, and going through also, uh, you know, life changes as well, like they're developing as adults. So they're also having those experiences through those generational shifts mm -hmm. in themselves, which is, it's, uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a documentary just to us, for us to watch as uh, parents. <laughs> we didn't share all this information because it is, it's completely out there absolutely mm -hmm. out there how 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 can we do this you know we we're just normal people like everybody else um so we just kept recording the information um documenting it so not only are we having communication with our past life which we've only had one all of us have only had one incarnation here on earth once before but our children are able to talk and communicate with our oversoul. We believe our oversoul is uh, a higher energy or a higher essence or higher self or inner child that incarnates in different locations around the galaxy or in different realms or whatever labels you want to give it, mm -hmm. different different platforms, different parallel universes. So, um, but here on Gaia, our oversoul has incarnated twice for every family member in the same order. How is this possible? <laughs> These are the questions we keep asking. <laughs> do, you, do you remember your prior life? Do your family members remember anything about it? Uh, tell us about your prior life. This is where... John, that's such a good question because um, it's not a memory. It's parallel. So when I'm connecting with the other realm or the incarnation, she tells me and proves to me she's as alive as I am walking around today. So then my brain in 3D land, who's a mum, <laughs> Uh, goes, how is this possible? How is this possible? So they keep proving it to me. So um, 
when it was sort of unfolding for me, I, I had to keep it to myself for a bit because I didn't understand and I did think I was going crazy. But then I had to start proving it to my family because it wouldn't leave me alone. It just kept happening. It was happening daily and not daily once, but daily multiple times through the day. So you start thinking, are you schizophrenic? Um, are you delusional? Do you need to go on some medication? Is it because I'm a Gemini? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, you question your whole life. Anyway, so I, Richard said, Richard's really, he's very thorough, Richard. And he's like, well, how, how are you going to prove this? And I, I said, I don't know how I'm going to prove it. And I came across uh, regression. And on YouTube, there's a very well-known um, doctor called Brian Weiss. So I Googled him for about 15, 20 minutes and I went, you know what, I, I think I can do this by myself. So I did it. I regressed and I regressed back and now it's intentional with acknowledgement and I'm regressing back to that other incarnation First I showed up and I was like an orb or a ghost to her and then I had to prove myself to her and, and then she, she was doing the same back to, to me in, in my life so she would show up as an orb or a ghost. Then I started going, well, how long has this been actually going on for? Has this been going on all my life? So we did regresses and... Uh, in her realm, she had to prove it to her husband as well. So uh, we the, the biggest one was we had it, what happened was uh, we did a regression and uh, I had a lot of mould in my lungs. It's, um, it was like a disease, oxymosis or some, uh, some long name. And... It was there from one of the little farmhouses we had shifted up to in Byron Bay from Sydney. And I went into a regression with the other realm and she, sh she showed me a, a tomb and she cleaned all the mould off the tomb, which is quite rare for her because uh, they don't do things like that. There's protocol. But she wanted to make a point to me, so I was confused why we were doing it. Anyway, uh, I realised it was Toot's tomb. I was like, "Wow, really? You're mm -hmm. going to take me to Toot?" <laughs> okay, so we're going we're going to Toot's tomb here, and we're wiping the mold off. Anyway, I come back, I tell the kids, and the kids are like, "Wow, that's amazing!" Within probably six to twenty-four hours of that, in the news, they said they found mold in Toot's tomb. Oh wow! Yeah, so then this started happening. This was the way they proved it to my family because, you know, our kids and my husband are like, you know, you, you sound like a crazy person. Uh, but now now they're starting to go, hang on a second, this is something, something different here going on. So uh, it wasn't just one thing like that. It was a few things and it would come out in the news that history had changed. How does history change? How can they have history for that many years and then all of a sudden it changes? So if it can change in the media and the news, mm -hmm. then is it really what we think history is? So history, history like time has dissolved 
for our family. It's not really what it uh, used to be. <laughs> Elsa, tell me about um, your first encounter. What was it like and, and how do you feel about it today? Our first so encounter. We call them beings. So there's beings here on Earth. There's the giant ones, which uh, people call them uh, Bigfoot or Sasquats or Yowies here in Australia. Mm -hmm. Then you have sirens. Then we have um, all the water beings. Then we have um, the humanoids, the ones that are here walking with us. Then we have the outer worlders. And then we have ghosts and lost souls and then um, the fae world. So when we, uh, when we speak with beings, we always say, uh, which one do you want us to, to um, pull in? The kids sort of speak differently to each one. Oh, really? They, they speak to them? Yeah. They, uh, what kind of language do they have? Well, each child seems to have their oversoul has some type of essence, which I believe not just our family, but everybody has is a flavor. Like you have an essence. Everyone has their own essence when they come to, to Gaia or to Earth or to whatever realm they're on. And we class that essence as a gift. So each family member has a, a trait or a gift or a personality. And so we have uh, Gemma, who is our first daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, she is like a warrior, a great warrior. So she has warrior-type behaviour. She also connects with warrior-type energies. Uh, then we have Jack. Jack is the first son. Um, then we have Gigi. Gigi's the one that is the eldest that draws all the beings. She's up to like 350 now. And she mm. will, she uh, goes into her art studio and she holds space for two or three beings at a time and draws them. And they, and she, they tell, they teach her how to paint them each stroke. Uh, and when you when you look at her drawings, uh, which we'll we're, we'll be bring, bringing out more and more, um, you you feel a frequency from the each brush stroke. Uh, this is our littlest one, Jeannie. She literally is like a genie, and uh, she has she has a lot of encounters. Her mm. encounters, some of them seem dark. Some of them have been a little scary, but uh, she's helped us uh, work through them. Uh, she sees them when we're walking around a lot uh, and she'll pull them up. So she'll be walking through somewhere and she can see them shapeshift or take off oh, their wow. face. Yeah, and a lot of people say, oh, well, are you worried for your children? You know, you're going to have all these dark energies around you or you've got military around you or... And we're kind of, it's not that we've evolved. It's just we've, we've done that. We've, we've done all that now. We've, mm -hmm. we've, we've addressed that. We're, we're at a different frequency now. We're here to show others that they can have the same frequency as us because we're all flesh and blood. <laughs> we all ca we're all water containers. So we can all do this, how to, how, how to help others to find their way of doing it. That's what we're here. 
We have one daughter who is electric, Ginger. She uh, communicates with, through electricity. So uh, she was born in electrical storm. I was electrocuted probably, wow. I think, eight times with her. I had oh a couple my. of couple of near deaths with her. Um, she can hold electric fence, farm fences. Uh, <laughs> in an electrical storm, we are very cautious around her because she um, does attract lightning. She has had one experience where um, Jet, the second son, uh, nearly got fully hit by lightning. <laughs> so mm. We really are cautious around storms with her. Uh, but she pulls in beings in a different way. So because there's 10 of us, we seem to attract all different beings, all, all of us, and then two or three of us will interact with that same being. So it's not always all family members with one being. So whether it's the fey world or uh, dragon type energies or uh, siren type energies or whales, <laughs> like it's we've had major communications and very close contact with whales out at sea when we're fishing. So uh, this 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 being uh, that's a plasma type being. That's a GG drawing. She's our she's now eighteen. Oh wow. Yeah, and sometimes what will happen with the beings, they'll come through and then they'll go dormant for a while and then we will meet someone and that being will connect with them. This being here is a psi being. They're, they've been portrayed quite scary through the media. I think they call them siren heads and uh, they're very 3D. They hang out in a lot of cities uh, and they make, they mimic, uh, they mimic frequencies of radio waves and like television waves, and they're very metallic sound. So you actually see these beings? You actually see them? Some of us will see them. Some of us don't. Some of them just feel them. Some of them hear them. It just depends on. And that's which... the, and that is what they see in their head. Um, Jeannie, well, Gigi, sorry, all our kids are G's and J's, so, <laughs> uh, um, so I've had 3D experience, then I, you, so there's all different levels of experience of frequency, there's not just one straight up answer, which in 3D land, everyone might go, oh, well, when are they going to appear? Well, it's not like that. It, they appear in multiple different versions. It's not just one way. They can mm. appear in water. They can appear in electricity. They can appear in grass. They can appear in smoke. They can appear in trees. Like, it's not just one way. I, I know humans like like would like it to be one way and really simple, but it, it isn't. It, there, it, there's, it's complex. It's like saying... Um, you have African-Americans and then you have Africans and Asians and, and white people and then you're saying, oh, they're all the same. It's There's so many different personalities and, and uh, dialects and languages and religions and beliefs in all of us and it's the same for them as well. So when people speak of giant ones or Sasquats or Bigfoots, there's many 
versions of them. There's not just one version. There's many different versions of them. It just depends on where you are, the lands you're on, and your frequency at that time. Are they in a different dimension related to Earth? I, I thought they were. And then again, like I said, they're all all different versions. So they're all on different frequencies. So um, a, a, a water one won't show up the same as a star one. A star one, has, they're completely different frequencies. So... Uh, it's not the same. They're, they're different. A humanoid one that we will see has a different frequency to um, when we're connecting with whale energy. So it's just it's 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 just different. But our, in our human minds, we just want to tick a box and go, oh, we can put it in that box or we can put it in that box. But you can't do that with them. And I think that's probably the reason we have. Um, been coming out this year is to show others that it is complex it's not it's not one answer and it's not that answer it's multiple answers and as you as you your frequency evolves as you get older as you shift to different locations or you uh, evolve differently you'll pull in different frequencies as well if you change your diet, you'll pull in different frequencies. Uh, everything, everything affects everything. So, and uh, what is some, this picture of Elsa? Ah, this one. This one, the was a mark that they gave me, and the kids were getting messages that mark me, mark me, and they thought they were saying mock me. So mock for me. two weeks, the kids thought, are they mocking us? Like, because they had to look up, they didn't know what the word mock means. So they mm -hmm. had to look it up. And they were like, oh, that's off like one of those old movies. They're mocking us. And then the mark came on my back, the pyramid mark, which we measured. And it was five centimeters each way. Mm. And then two weeks what would, later. Why did they do that? Why would they mark you? Uh, they wanted to set me up. They were setting me up. It was a water being called uh, Etrus who Gigi had uh, drawn and communi with, communicated with, and they were setting me up. Two weeks after that triangle mark, mm -hmm. I got kicked in the back by our yearling horse which I've never really been kicked before because I'm pretty horse savvy. So, um, and it broke my back. Oh my. Yeah. So then I had the triangle mark and then I had the C, which is Delta constant. And they took me through a seriously huge spiritual journey through that uh, healing process. They sent me beings to heal me. I mean, there's no way I would be walking around today, not with, I've, I mean, it's probably coming up That's... to nearly two, two years. I can feel the pieces of bones in my back still moving around. They've taught me how to heal bone damage. They've taught me how to walk again. Are and you sharing just... that information with other people to help them? Yes, we are. Uh, 
it's the healing process is uh, interesting again because it's it's about learning how to manipulate your own mind, colonize your atoms, um, and cleanse yourself internally and turn off programs in and the more you can turn these programs off which is time and history uh the more faster the healing process can come come in and uh i'm walking proof so so are our kids our kids have gone through uh serious injuries as well and they've done it to themselves as well in sort of we're talking really short time like uh we're talking major breaks being healed within you know 10 days like it's that's pretty impressive stuff i think that is yeah so um what else are you doing with now i'm trying to get a grasp on this whole incarnated that you're all your kids were you in reincarnated the same time were you with them as a family and you were brought to this dimension or this time or how far does it go back how how, how many years have you uh been traveling i guess i'm not really sure the work, right terminology to use yeah oh that that's the other thing jenny is the terminology because we haven't really been on social media so we didn't know all the spiritual terms so we just mm -hmm. made up our own okay. uh, spiritual terms because I'm, I'm talking with you know children that are two or three years old and trying to explain a ghost or an orb to them or a dragon or and uh, uh, a lost one and so the terminology is tricky the, the way we describe it is that it's a, another parallel universe, universe. or um, another a system or another, another we call it and to the little kids, we would say it's another movie running at the same time. So it's like you have a movie running in this room and a movie running in that room. And some people have, you know, lots of rooms with lots of movies running and you hear of many people who believe they have incarnated many times here on earth so they would have lots of rooms but they i i believe they are all running simultaneously i don't believe in the history part because the media have proven to us that it changes which then brings me to uh the butterfly effect which has been a big part of the uh, proof disclosure to our family is that we would do something uh, um, spiritually and then within 6, 12, 24 hours, something huge would happen, whether it would happen here or happen overseas mm -hmm. to confirm it, whether it was in the media or uh, something in our environment. How, how do you know what happened is related to what you did? You know, you could just pick any event that takes place and say, well, that's because we did this. How do you know? Uh, that's, a, that's another really good question. How do I know? 
How do I know? I don't know. I actually don't know anything about what I'm talking about. But what I do know is that it's happening to us and I feel it. And when this happens more and more and more and more, you just stop asking, how do I know? Why do I know? Why is this happening? You just stop asking because it's it's happening all the time. So uh, we did a huge uh, ground clearing with um, a word clearing with my husband and it wasn't planned and we didn't bring it about, but it happened and I... We were on a rainforest walk and my husband said the name of the other realm that he's incarnated in because normally he wouldn't say it and he said the name. And we got back to the house from the rainforest walk and that was probably not even an hour and I had all um, chat group friends emailing me going, what have you done? What have you done? I was like, what do you mean what have I done? I just got back from a rainforest walk. And they said, you've done something. I said, what have we done? They said, there's a Hurricane Elsa happening in the US right now. You have done something. And I said, I, I didn't do anything. And that's what the, if you research the butterfly effect, not the Hollywood movie version, but if you do research the butterfly effect uh, on a few different platforms, you'll find that it does happen not just to us. It happens to similar circumstances happen to other people. So they, they'll have uh, a sandstorm happen or something that is directly connected with what you've just done. Uh, so, I, but again, how do I know? I don't know. I honest, That's one of the other things that so, we teach. Are they, are they telling you that that hurricane was the effect or you're just assuming that, well, you did something and there's a hurricane now? Because something is going to be going on somewhere, you know, and you could just say, well, we caused that. But how do you, who's telling you that that's the actual connection? It, no one's telling. It's just a butterfly effect. And uh, the, the best way to uh, understand the butterfly effect is to something what they say is something small here affects something big there. Did I cause a hurricane? Of course I didn't cause a hurricane. But it's the cosmos or the universe's way of showing you. So it becomes like a dovetailing, a synchronicity. And you hear people talk about, I see numbers all the time. I see this. Well, how do you know you just, you're just not tapping into that? Well, that's that's what this is all about. It's about tapping into it. It's about having this flow this connection to to not just one thing but to everything when you were in the other dimension prior were you the mother and your husband the father or did you have different roles where one of the children was actually the parent and you were the kid or is it the same setup that you have right now exactly the same setup well how does yeah. the um butterfly effect how does it change? What did you do in the rainforest that, that you think changed or well, your friend thinks you changed the weather here? What what were you just going for a walk? Or what? Well, we didn't the butterfly effect isn't about um we caused anything. Mm -hmm. It's not like that. It's not it's it's just um the universe's way of saying what what you've done was huge. 
we're, we're showing you something huge over here. What you've done is huge spiritually. And if you look at a few other people you'll you'll with the butterfly effect they and examples of the butterfly effect you'll understand they they're not causing hurricanes or sandstorms or i mean the the other day we had a rainbow effect so uh, we were doing clearings on uh energy lines of power lines <laughs> and there were five power poles and the birds <laughs> were communicating me through what where they wanted me to do clearings and groundings on these power lines. And I was like, okay, okay. So I kept walking from pole to pole. Is it this one? No, keep moving me along. Anyway, it ended up being these five power poles. I said, okay, I'll come out and do it later. I just want to go and say hello to the kids. This happened just a few weeks ago, by the way. Uh, we went in, I went inside and I had a cup of tea and talked to the kids. And then the kids screamed out, Mom, Mom, come out here. You have to look at this. And I come outside and a rainbow is touching the first power pole line and the fifth power pole line, like an arch going right over. How is that possible? That's an example of the butterfly effect. Did I make the rainbow? No. Have I even done the clearing? No. It was just the acknowledgement and the attention and the observation of the observer creates creates this. I don't know all the science of it, and I don't even pretend to know the science of it, John, but um, it happens. It just happens. Some amazing stuff. Amazing. <laughs> do you, do yeah. Are there any other connections to you from the prior life? Like, uh, you know, is there anybody else that's connected to you besides your immediate family? Or what did you do in the prior life? Did you have a career? Did, were you living in a different location, country? Well, um, we were living, my father's Egyptian, and he was born in Egypt, Alexandria, mm -hmm. which is my middle name. And that's where we're connected to. But Richard was born in Ireland, Dublin. Mm -hmm. And apparently this other realm also lived there, which I only just found out uh, March last year. And hey, we found I have it. A... Oh, sorry. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. Okay. Um, when your kids were growing up, they went to a regular school, correct? Or were they uh, homeschooled? Four of them, the first four, went to uh, normal schooling, yes. Okay, at the time when they were going to a normal school, um, were they approached by, um, like, like from the principal or something like that, like different things that they would say or see or hear? Did they ever mention their gifts when they were in the real school? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and it wasn't just the teachers, it was the other parents. Um, we had one instance, which was probably one of the really first uh, dramatic ones because it involved the whole school. Um, our eldest daughter, Gemma, they had to draw, uh, it was a school spring fair, fate, they called them here in Australia. And the children were asked to draw portraits of their families 
and then they would sell them at the fair. So the parents would, or the grandparents or family members would buy the family portrait back as a way to, for charity for the school. Anyway, uh, Gemma drew a family portrait and we only had six children then. And uh, I'll, I'll send you the portrait because it's pretty out there. Uh, she drew the family members, six of us. And then as we turned up to the spring fair, we had multiple parents coming up to us saying, you have to come and see this drawing that Gemma did. And I said, yes, yes. Well, we've got six kids here. We've got to, they're all babies. So we've got to keep them together. We'll, we'll work our way over to that stall. And they said, no, no, you have to go there now. And we had parents literally dragging us there. And I was like, okay. So we, we they drag us over to this stall and we look up at the portrait that Gemma had drawn and she drew six of us and then she drew two aliens on a cloud or a, a disc. Not only okay. has she drawn the disc with the two humanoid aliens, which were her sisters-to-be, but she had drawn another realm which had uh, pyramid blocks in it, like a okay. window, like a porthole. Mm -hmm. I... I looked at it and we've only just had our sixth baby so she's probably uh i think she was about one month or two month old so you know we we weren't planning on having six children we weren't even planning on having two children so six is a big number and i looked at Gemma and i said Gemma, who are they and she looked at me and she said oh they're the annoying ones and i said what are you what do you mean they're annoying? She says, they're really annoying. They don't leave me alone and they're waiting to come in. I said, what do you mean they're waiting to come in? She said, look at them. They're looking down at us. They're waiting to come in. And she said, now can I go and get fairy floss? Can I go over there with my friends? I was like, no, no, no. I want you to tell me about this drawing. But she didn't want to talk about the drawing. And that's what we've had a lot with our children with these encounters and these beings is the children, they kind of download the information they give it to you really quickly and then they want to go play <laughs> did you um have problems with other parents um not believing in what you all and like gave you Good some question. trouble uh, well no one in australia really knows what's going on with us okay. uh, we have our first uh big two australian interviews coming up i think this month towards the end of the month and uh, no one I, I think there's a few small chat groups in Australia that know about us uh, but it hasn't really come out what we do people have always thought we were different here uh, they've always knew, known we were different we have people connecting with us from you know 10 years ago 20 years ago they remember that we were different um, but we we a year ago, we let um, all the people that were linked in with our fashion industry, like in our photography, we sort of leaked it out through our social medias there, uh, which was interesting. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it hasn't really come out in Australia yet. Uh, the, the kids, when you when you meet the kids there, they. They see people's inner truth. They speak openly and kindly, and they'll and they're very frank as well. They're very honest. If they see 
uh, a ghost around them or they see a past one or um, a lost soul around them or they sometimes they'll see that person's pain body they will say it they'll speak up and say it because uh, they they're like us they want to they like helping people it feels nice helping people now do a lot of people when when they say these to the to people do a lot of people run away from that or do they accept what they're saying and go for the help so we so we have um a fire pit that we light most nights and we will watch the stars especially on clear nights and the kids can call in a star or a, a beat there's many different versions of stars as well so they can call in a star or a ufo and Gigi, our eldest studies uh, mythology and ancient astronomy so she'll map with her fingers and she teaches the little girls where the stars are and and she'll say no no that's a set one these aren't set so then they know which ones are set and which ones aren't set and which ones move and we'll have friends over who don't really know all this about us but our, they'll be with us and then you'll start to see the star do things like you've seen on films where they come flashing forward at you and then expand or they do zigzags or they'll do a dance and they seem to like playing up for the kids because of the kids excitement and you do you get this excited feeling because we're not in a fear state fear's not part of it for us anymore we're not in fear we're open to it and They'll see it moving and we will ask that friend, Sean, who is with us, did you see that? And they'll say yes. And we'll say, well, what do you think that was? And they'll say, I don't know what that was. And we'll say, well, you know it's not a plane. You know planes don't move like that, not the planes that we know about anyway. So which type of plane is it? And uh, the kids will question them. And they, the kids will play with them a little bit to try and open them up and see where mm -hmm. they go with it we've had okay. a few people around us open up but it is a lot to take on board and we've been taking it on board for a long time so asking someone who has only met us for or been in our presence for an hour or two we understand that we we do really rattle people and we don't okay. we're not here to rattle people in a bad way we're just here to rattle you to see other possibilities what is the um the spin beans and and you have on your website that they gave you a message for 2023 uh so spin a lot of the things we have uh that play out for our family um uh, have multiple meanings as well so it's not multiple frequencies but also has multiple meanings and spin beings is we believe that everybody is their own star their own orbit and they spin and sometimes you spin with other stars and sometimes you come into orbits with other stars for for a long time and sometimes you just bounce in together and bounce off and sometimes you even collide and get stuck with other stars so you, you can relate that to relationships mm -hmm. that you've come across over the years <laughs> uh some stars are not complete we call them arcs we find that very interesting because then the whole arc thing we've noticed a lot this year um but the other thing that i do is i spin 
33 times a day. On, and I, I use it for grounding. I also use it to uh, help me connect with Earth and not be seasick when I'm out on what the boat. What do you mean you spin? Explain. So I stand on the ground and turn around 33 times. And I hear other people say, well, we want to spin. But when we spin, we fall over or we get dizzy or we hurt ourselves. And some people spin with their hand on a piece of paper. Some people spin with a uh, pendulum. Some people use a crystal. Some people use like a, a wand and, or a pen and just spin like this. Some people just do it in their head. Uh, some people don't even spin. They just uh, use other things to help ground them. So they'll just lie on the ground or stand in water. Some people like to jump. A lot of people dance, stomping. You'll see ancient tribes. So it's just a, a technique to help you connect back to the magnetics of Earth. Because how did how did you come up with thirty three? Why not twenty nine? <laughs> Thirty-three. I listened to many, many years ago a lady who her name's Barbara, and she would connect with Palladians, and she said thirty-three. And as soon as I heard it, I resonated with it uh, straight Is that away. Ba Barbara Lamb. No, or not Barbara Lamb. Yeah, I mean, she's I a... think she's prior to Barbara Lamb, actually. Okay. All right. Yeah, she's she's gone a bit dormant now, um, but. I, I, some, we don't watch a lot of things, but sometimes I'll tune in to someone's frequency. Like I heard uh, Jenny's voice. So as soon as I heard Jenny's voice, I felt an uh, electric buzz. And <laughs> yeah, so it's funny when you hear people's voices, I go, oh, and that's how I know, oh, there's a connection there whether the connection was just for that one second that I heard it or whether it goes any further, it's, it's always, that's always really that's part of the unfolding, the interesting part. Yeah. Very interesting. I've gone around in circles. I hope. Um... <laughs> are, are you worried at all how your neighbors or people in your community is going to react when you have these interviews in Australia? of what you're going to be telling them are you worried of how they're going to react in any negative way if they if they react in a negative way um oh that's a really good question so staying out of social media for all these years was um i was told to protect the children Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was actually protecting them from because, you know, I didn't know. I just knew that I was in social media and we were shooting magazine covers and our children were appearing in magazines as well with these celebrities. Or So I just knew that I couldn't allow the children on social media up until a while ago. And then something lifted. And I'm, I'm going to say it was around 2012. It would have been when Jeannie was born. Something changed, started to shift. There was a change, like an opening or a freeing up. And uh, this year, August 2022, I felt, it, I felt a, another huge shift. I felt it easing in society. February was, February was when our first video came out publicly on YouTube. So a few Australians would have seen that. A few people that knew us saw it. 
we just had a old friend. We have people contact us in Mercury retrograde. So we're in a Mercury retrograde right now. And we always find that people go in cycles and they always come back to back to um, in a Mercury retrograde. We'll find people will come back to you because they they like the light energy. People are attracted to light light energy. Anyway, we just had a gentleman contact us and he hasn't seen us for, you know, 10 years. And he was like, wow, you guys have been up to something. <laughs> and with, but we've been doing this all along and he knew we were different back then. He would always say, what is it with you guys? Why are you so different? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> what, what, why are you so different? And people would always put us down to, you know, who has eight kids? Who has kids at home? Who who eats like that? Who does things like this? You know, what's different about you guys? But uh, they always, even though we were different to how society uh, formula was, which is, you know, the two kids, the family, they go to school, they play soccer, they do ballet. Even though we were different to that formula, they still seemed to like us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they always thought the kids were polite and fun to be with and friendly. Now, and Elsa, do you have a higher power that you worship or are you um, a connected spiritual with person? Yeah. Besides these beings, are you are you just connected to them? You know, like I'm a Christian. Um, there's people. There's there's Jewish. There's Islamic. Do you have a higher power, or, or is this something that you um, these beings are your higher higher power that you contact? Uh, they in they instruct me or take me back to the original code all the time or the original word, or the, the pi root word of everything. And everything seems to uh, connect back to the similar words. And there's only a handful of words. But we found that not only across one religion or one uh, culture, that they all seem to connect, the symbols all seem to connect back to the same original codes. Not only does it happen in our uh, languages like in text and stuff but also with the animals as well it all keeps coming back to the same original and I feel that this year especially this it will be a big jolt or a big reminder to come back to the origins of how we used to be prior to how it's been for the last you know few thousand years so it's a good they, feeling. Do they, they show you symbols and, and like a different language or anything like yes. that? Yep, light language. Yep. They show us light language through the sun. Our kids draw it. Um, they see it underwater. Yep. We're going to take a quick break and reach out to our sponsors. Thank you, Carnation, for sponsoring the second hour of Chasing Prophecy. Make sure you get your Carnation instant breakfasts or essentials. Start your morning with the carnation. Thanks, Carnation, for sponsoring this hour. I would I would say to you to look up something called Enochian and see if those symbols match up to anything they're showing you. Because uh, Enoch supposedly went up to heaven and he recorded their language. And there are books out there, the Enochian Dictionary. And it gives you all of these symbols and, and what they mean. So I, I would be curious if what they're showing you 
matches up with any of this Enochian language, which is supposed to be the language spoken by uh, Adam and Eve and angels and, and fallen angels. Hmm. I will look that up. Yeah. One, one thing um, that's happening a lot at the moment, and uh, I'm going to hopefully do more research on it, is that um, I read, not only do I read words differently, which as a child I was dyslexic, so I would say things back to front and stuff, so it's quite interesting that other others that are connecting are similar traits of dyslexia. Um, I can read, I read, I get different feelings and uh, messages from like hieroglyphs or petroglyphs and things, so I can uh, I get a different message when I read them, so sometimes it's not but how do I know? I don't know. Who Who's telling me? <laughs> I don't know um, how I know this. I just feel it and um, I don't question it anymore. So when I question it, when I question it, I actually have discomfort in my body. That's one of the biggest things I just have to point out is uh, when I fight it, I have discomfort. So it's easier not to fight it. Do they ever like ask you to repeat like show your symbols and ask you to repeat things that you really don't understand in English, for example, that I ask you to repeat stuff in their language, anything like that ever happened? Yes. Yeah. I, I they be, make me do it daily. <laughs> I would be careful of that because you don't know what you're saying in their language. You know what I'm saying? They could be having you do some sort of incantation or spell or something, you know, uh, and because I've read this in other things, you know, uh, it, I, I think you got to be careful with repeating stuff when you don't know what they say. I agree. But in saying that, the feeling is different. And I. It doesn't feel malevolent to you? No. No. And it's, it's not just myself that's doing it, it's our children, uh, right? One daughter writes in hieroglyphs. Now, I didn't teach her. I didn't teach her how to write hieroglyphs. Uh, she said she taught. it was taught through her Arabic horse. I mean, how do, how do I explain that? So hmm. she's drawing hieroglyphs. And then the other one can speak Arabic, not fluently, but she can say the word. She can write it. And then she can write it in the English version as well. Now, I didn't teach her any of this. Yeah. And she Amazing. she draws she draws all of it down. Who is telling her all this? So we do it as uh, like a homeschooling practice. So we'll then go and research it, and we research all the words that we have been taught, which go back to the root words. We always find isn't what we're being taught today. A lot of the words that we're being taught today, um, the meaning isn't the same it's sometimes it's quite the opposite so we like i agree you do need to be cautious but uh it when when we do something it feels so good and then something good happens and then another good thing happens and another good thing happens it's not just for us but other people so it doesn't have a, a negative vibe to it i agree with what you're saying john in in the ufo field it reminds me of two cases betty andresian and Carla Turner, where, you know, uh, like Carla Turner, the kids and the whole family were having similar dreams, you know, which is almost like impossible for four people to have the same dream the night before. 
And, you know, Betty and Dresden, they were both shown a lot of symbols and stuff, and they would repeat it. And, uh, and Betty and Dresden thought she was in the presence of angels, and it didn't turn out that way. As a matter of fact, after a while of these, you know, going through this and repeating these things, and she didn't know what she was saying, and they wouldn't tell her what, what it meant, you know, it turned very negative for both of them. So that's why I, I would, I'm saying be a little careful of that. So uh, I think John brings up a really good point is that who are the angels? Yeah. <laughs> and so then when you start looking into that, the angels show themselves differently and there's multiple versions of the angels as well. And uh, that becomes interesting as well. But you, you said something that they all connect with dreams because that's something that happens to our family too is we will yeah. all have similar dreams or we'll all come up with the same uh, topic in the dream that next morning. So, and then each, well, you know, we're having coffee and it's just light. We're normal people. Like we're just having coffee and we will just all say, oh, I had a dream about such and such. Oh, I had that same dream. I had the same dream. What happened in your dream? And then we will connect the dots. And pretty well, much we'll connect all the dots of the dream and then something will prevail from that or a message or a, a healing or something that we can use as a tool through the day. Look up Carl, Dr. Carla Turner. She wrote three books. And as they progressed, the third book was called Masquerade of Angels where she finally realized that these weren't angels. <laughs> but you may want to read it just to see if there's a similarity. Uh, Carla, yeah. Carla Turner was the person. Okay, thank you. Aren't you afraid that, now see, I've been a paranormal investigator for over 30 years, and I have been on cases to where um, the, the, the spirit or beings, whoever, okay, come over to you as being really, really nice and you get That's messages right. and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, boom, out of nowhere, all hell breaks loose. That's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. I'm, being, I'm being kind about it, but I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you, I agree with you, but we have more of that with humans yeah. than, than well, yeah, human but, beings. But Where I, again, there's a yes. lot of evil out there. And I'm there talking is. evil entities and a lot of demons. That and we've had in the beginning stages that was like a trial for our family because they didn't. It was scary when it first started happening for us. We didn't know anything about. We didn't know all the terms. We didn't. We weren't talking to anyone like yourselves who knew anything about this information. So we were going through this by ourselves, trying to work out what what is going on, and. A lot of the beings that came through were like demon type. They felt demon type. And uh, one, I'm going to give you an example because this was a three three D one, which uh, a lot can relate to. Uh, the kids kept saying, "There's this like dragon being scaring us when we go out to the chook pen at night to close the chicken pen up or put the saddles away." And I said, "Have." well, what does he look like? And they said, he's big and he sits on the power lines and looks down at us and he annoys us. He's really annoying and scares us and he makes us feel scared. And I was like, okay, so this went on for a few nights. Anyway, so one night I'm out with uh, Gidget, uh, one of our daughters, and we're putting the rugs on the horses 
And I felt this huge, like, whoosh go down my head. It moved my hair. It moved the horse blanket. I saw the horse turn its head. So whenever I see the animal look at it, I go, hang on a second, here we go. So the animal looks over and then the horse looks back. So I've gone, okay, because I understand horse language, <laughs> the horse is not scared because if the horse is scared, it will take off. That's what it's going to do. So it didn't. It, it held ground. So the horse acknowledged the being with me and then the horse went back to going and just chewing the grass. Uh, then I heard Gidget scream. I went, oh, so you just saw that too. And she went, yeah, he's the one that's been annoying us at the chook pen. And uh, something came over me, like um, a mother protection, like how you see a mother chicken, and she she puts her hands out over her wings out over her hands. That was me, and I felt this huge surge of energy, and I went right. Who are you? What do you want? If you're not here for the highest good, you're out of here. Get out of here. Anyway, so we asked the being who they are and as we were asking and I had Gidget there with me and the horses, the being shape-shifted and it changed and it changed and, and it just it kept decreasing. It's uh, from being this dark demon type decreasing down. As our fear went down, it shape-shifted and then it actually ended up being a lost soul, a lost soul. That, uh, we ended up assisting. We not only assisted that lost soul, we assisted the two little ghosts that were affiliated with that lost soul. And uh, and then we weren't haunted or bothered again from that, that they, those clearings. But again, acknowledgement, then you uh, make an offering or a clearing or whatever ritual that you want to do where you put a candle out and you, you say kind words to them. And then it's peace. And do, you then, do you have a dog? We have, yeah, and cats, lots of cats and dogs. Well, I would keep an eye on the dog because uh, I had things happen in my house and the dog reaction was very violent to it, you know, so I knew what was there was malevolent. And you could always trust the reaction of animals. You know, they're not yeah. pretending. Uh, they're, they're either fear or they're calm, you know, you could always trust them. But the, the other question I wanted to ask you, let's say something turned negative like think of some of these ghost movies where they scratch the kid they push him something like that how would you handle that how would you drive it off if it turned malevolent it won't well you gotta because we don't you gotta be prepared just in case we don't know we just it's just not part of how we are okay. we um even when, when even when tricky things happen to our family which we've just recently had, uh, we, we seem to be able to turn it around. And that's, that's what I believe we're showing others is that you, you can attract that energy, Don. I believe that you, if you tap into that energy, that energy will come to you. But everything has two swings to it. Everything has two sides to it. It's the balance of the universe. It's the balance. Seems to be the balance of everything. There's always two sides. So if you choose that side, and you are interested in that side, well, creation's going to give you what you're interested in. We don't well, need that. We, our that, interest, yeah. yeah, our interest is over here, and 
reversing that. And yeah. that's what I, we seem I, to be I've able to do. I've heard people say that if your person, it mimics your personality. So if yeah. you're expecting demons and negativity, that's what you get. You know, if you're expecting yeah. angels and, and relatives, that's what you get. Hey, what time is it there in Australia right now? I'm just curious. Oh, it should be, uh, I think it's like midday. It's like noon? It's, oh, wow. Oh, it's, uh, it was 12, 12. Now it's 12, 13. Okay, that's a big number for us, 12, 12. So, <laughs> say, I, I got you to look at the right moment, 12, 12. <laughs> yeah, thank you for doing that. Well, that I only just wrote out a huge, uh, we had a huge off. message from 12, 12 just this week. The 12, 12 message was that, uh, that cause, because I always used to hear people say the cosmic order, the cosmic order, and they said, no, 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 take it back to the root word. And I went, what is, okay, I'm going to look up the cosmic order, and the cosmic order, cosmic is order, it is the order of the cosmos. So saying cosmic order is like saying order, order, which is what they say in courts. Hey, Joe, what do you Hi, think Joe. of all this? Are you listening to any of this? No? <laughs> He's our producer. Real quick. Real quick. Hold on, hold on. Oh, how did I get in here? Y'all pop me in here? No, I, I, just, I actually just came in. I was playing around with the live Ruku. I was going to stick y'all live in a few minutes. Y'all won't notice it, but... I'm going to stick y'all on live on Roku in a few minutes. I just want to see how it works. Sean's show is already set up, so hopefully we've got this figured out now. It's, it's one less thing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. I finally <laughs> found us. I finally found us. took me a while. Yeah, Yeah. So, people said it was real hard. Some people didn't have any problem. I, I have no idea. It was so I'm going to be on Roku tonight. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> We're going to find out soon enough. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to get out of y'all's here. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just sneaking in here right quick. It's okay. It's okay. So, yeah, everything's that so a, interesting. That's not a real person. That was a spirit. Yeah, that was a ghost. <laughs> that was a ghost. Yeah. yeah. Pop in. Pop in. I'm yeah. just really concerned from what I have experienced and what I have seen in my last 30 years, something bad happening to your family. That's my fear for you. That's what not scares me, but I'm kind of concerned about it. You seem to be a very nice woman and you probably have a beautiful family, but you know what? You can get burnt and I just hope that everything is okay for you, but just be prepared. Like John said, please. Well, I'm feeling your words, Sean and John, and the feeling that I get from the frequency of your words is that you care. I do. And that there is where the frequency is, where we all actually do care. Each person has that in them. It just has to be re-triggered and remembered. And that's where we're heading. That's the new way to be. Because this this way of living in fear is real. It's over. It's not there anymore. It's it's dissolving. It's tired. And the human race has run out of time. And the human race is just the hum, The only human race is when the sperm 
comes into the egg and it's called sper spermatosa. And the spermatosa, when you look at it, looks like an alien coming to a planet. And that is the only human race. The human race program is over. And it's a time program that's over. And it doesn't mean that humans are over. It just means that program is tired and it's over. I don't know how it is in Australia, but I can tell you in the US that that fear factor has been on the increase the last six, seven years or so. And it, 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 to me, it's worse and worse and worse and worse to the point that I, I think there's going to be a major, uh, very negative change in this country uh, that's coming. And, and, you know, we're fighting it. I fight it politically and stuff. But uh, it seems like the deck is stacked and there's something else behind it that's pushing it. But it's not pushing this country in the right direction. It's pushing it in the wrong direction. And I, I have talked to a lot of people who, fear, who feel that. And maybe it feels different in Australia and your country, but here it's getting worse. It's absolutely getting worse. So, John, how we always ask this question with people, how many do you feel have awakened up and <clears throat> how, how many know what's actually going on? If you had to give a percent in the region where you live, how what would they be? Uh, Percent-wise, jeez, uh, I, I don't think it'd be more than 10 or 12% of people. Uh, you know, when I, you know, I have like a split personality. There's the paranormal me where people are more <laughs> conscious. And then there's the political me where I, you know, I, I ran for governor. I'm going to run for commissioner next month. Uh, those people are not <laughs> awake at all. And, and this stuff hurts me when I campaign politically, but I don't care, you know, but those people are, are as dense as can be. Well, you, you said the, the biggest words for me then, you said, I don't care. And that, John, I just go, wow, there's the John that I love. It's yeah. the I don't care. You actually, you're actually putting information out there because it's unconditional and your reaction, their reaction, his reaction, you don't care anymore about the reaction. And, right. and yeah. when I heard Jenny's voice, I felt that from Jenny as well. She's like, I feel that from you, all of you there, is you, you're at a stage where you do not care about mm -hmm. how people interpret you anymore. No. And that, no, that, 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 energy, that energy there is so powerful, so, so powerful. And Sean saying to me that he cares about our family. He hasn't met me. He has only seen me for this period of time here and he's already caring for, for me. And as, as you, you said, John, as well, and that there is what we have to remind people. You don't care. I'm going to be kind unconditionally and this is the new way. And the new governments are not going to be run by governments. It's going to be run by people like John and Sean and Jenny. That's who these new governments are going to be run by. It's not from... It, Look, they might play new governments out a few more times, but it will dissolve. Mm -hmm. It will not work like that anymore. It is, the new people is, is people like yourselves, people who are prepared to put them, they don't care what people think of them. I mean, Sean's been doing this for 30 years in the paranormal. I mean, that's a long time. 30 years ago, paranormal, you would have been looked at very strangely. I'm oh, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. Still do sometimes. 
I well, got this 20, I got 24 years and it hasn't helped me you got yeah. politically. Well, you helped. said it's worked against you, right? It has yeah. absolutely. It's well, absolutely. Well, we've noticed since this year, February to now, the shift has been huge in people. But again, I'm not walking around asking people through the street. I'm talking globally. The shift has been huge. I've, we've noticed huge shifts in people. Yeah. Well, I and think there, there is a shift going on. There's no doubt in my yeah. mind. And people are waking up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah finally, true, finally waking right. up. The thing is, who is pushing it? And, you know, I my first book I ever wrote was on end time prophecy. So, you know, I'm very tuned into, you know, the end times, revelation, uh, the antichrist, that type of stuff. Uh, you know, are we moving in the right direction or is this fulfilling those type of prophecies? And the reason I don't care is because in 2014 and 15, I went through 22 months of battling what I believe was a fallen angel in the house. And there's nothing a human being can do to me that that is could be worse than taking that on. I don't care what anybody says or thinks. That it was the moment I changed and I lost all my fear because there ain't nothing worse than facing off with that. Wow. And I, and I drove it out and I drove it out. Yeah. So that Don reminded me of that story I just told where that that come it just where does it come from? How do you know? You don't know. It just comes from within you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said uh, one thing I described this year as not a prophecy but messages that I had is that you have the cross, which is religion, which mm -hmm. uh, Jenny brought up religion previously. So my father's family side are Greek Orthodox. My mum's Christian. We went to a Christian school. I learned Latin. But we're, we're not baptised or anything. So we were just blanks I guess my sister and I uh, but with the religions that you have the cross which is very normal in a lot of religions and I said I believe the shift is the cross we have dropped down and it becomes like a compass and when you draw the compass so you have the four cardinals the fifth point is the the center the fifth the supreme being it's the center of us it's where we get our gut feeling from. It's where the Tao comes. It's the path. And that feeling that John was talking about where he said he doesn't care because he faced that fear, that moment is where you you find your fifth your fifth element. They call it shiver. Just be careful that that cross that went from here to here doesn't go like this. Then well, it could. Then you're talking it, about the upside down cross. Yeah. And that's a whole and, different ball game. <laughs> but again, if you draw that in and you give it attention and you watch all those movies and that's all that you're stimulating, creation goes, oh, well, you know, they want to see more of that. We'll give them yeah. more of that. They want to see more of that. We'll give them more of that. Want to see more of I that? Those, give I them love that. those movies. I watch them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But see, John, you're watching those movies and you have an understanding of those movies. If people are watching those movies and have no understanding, like you said, the ones that aren't awake, what's it doing to them? It's yeah. programming them. But you, John, have an understanding. So you can look at it and pull it apart. Mm -hmm. But the ones that aren't awake, they're not doing that. They're just on default watching them. And that's yeah. 
that's the programming. What what made you decide with your last four kids to homeschool as opposed to the first four? So we, I talked about how when people are in our energies, they get rattled. So they can be with us for an hour or so and then they act up. And they don't act up uh, in a meaningful way. They just act up in default because we are buzzy like this and we rattle them and then they show their true colours because they can't keep up their story and we see their inner self or their true self and it, it's like you see those matrix things where they start falling apart and they do, they fall apart. You see them rattle, you see their eye quiver, they'll say start, they'll start stuttering, they say start saying words. Uh, Richard went to first day of school for one of the children and uh, he went to pick her up and she was standing out on the street on a country road. And uh, he came home and told me, I'm like, that's it, no more homeschooling. Mm. And the teachers rang and they apologised and they said they were sorry and they were really busy and they had a problem child. And I said, that's fine. I accept your apology, but uh, the school system's failing. Yeah, no, no kid should be outside the school. They should be inside waiting, you know, to well, put this them, out, is like put them out on the street. Young, I mean, you know, this is like four or five first day of school. So yeah, we just went. Good. We met a few principals as well. And uh, the princes, uh, what happened in, in Australia, and I'm not sure if this happened in America, but they changed a lot of the, they, because our kids have been going to school for, you know, a long time, we saw shifts in the school system in their programming and what they were doing. Oh, yeah. They, it was huge, right, Sean? So yeah. this is happening there too. Okay, so they started telling our kids what clouds look like and we're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, that's not a cloud. We're photographers. That's not a cloud. That's not a cloud. That's a cloud. They're man-made. That's not a cloud. That's not a cloud. <laughs> our kids know this too, so they would go to school and go, no, <laughs> that's not what that is. Then they started saying that the only sources of information that the children could use in their projects had to be government sourced and approved, otherwise they would lose 20% of the mark mm -hmm. on, their, on their projects. And a lot of the projects that our children would do were, were hands-on or they would know um, a geologist or they would know, so they would go direct to the source. Well, uh, they kept losing all these marks. So they would lose 20%. And we had a lot of the teachers from the schools call us and say, look, your children's projects are outstanding. They really are. Uh, we would like to keep them on display at school. But um, because of the system of the school, we cannot give them full marks. We have to actually give them 20% off their marks. That's and they said, are you still okay That's with us stupid. showing are you still okay with us showing the children's projects? And we were like, of course. We understand what you guys have to work with. We know what you have to work with. And, the, you know, to this day, the kids will see their teachers out on fishing boats or out surfing or out of the supermarket, and they'll come up to our kids and say, I remember your project about the ice cores. Or I remember your project about the pyramids. Or I remember your project about... The stars, like they, it's, it's very nice. So it was highly creative, but didn't fit their paradigm. Well, it didn't tick the. We, that's the other thing is we've just never been, we never ticked the right boxes. <laughs> we, 
they were like mm -hmm. they're in that box that we don't we put in the corner and cover with stuff because we don't want to deal with them <laughs> so mm -hmm. well it was great having you on the show tonight yeah, um so. where can we is there so, anything else you want to tell us before we uh, cut you off here <laughs> oh, it was my uh first interview with uh three people oh, oh thank you yeah. that's difficult huh and just think y'all so you're going roku right now so yeah you're gonna be on roku yeah roku roku r-o-k-u r-o-k-u i'm gonna um get i'm gonna hit jenny up for all the places that you're on because they're all new to me so uh a lot of them i have to go and do a lot of research and work out how to get on those platforms yeah definitely well it was great Thank having you, you on this on. show. And um, go to, what is your website? Spinsbeans.com. Okay. Well, thanks again for being on Thank Chase you. Prophecy Radio. You have a great Thank night. Bye. Interesting. What yeah, do you guys was, think? Well, that was I, interesting. I think I was a little concerned in the beginning as got more towards the end there. I think I got a lot more interesting and she opened up a lot more. Um, I am concerned because what I know about these very negative yes. alien cases, mm -hmm. uh, this is how they rope you in. They bring you yeah. in, they get yeah. you with these symbols and you know, you're saying things that you don't know what they mean. And next thing you know, something else shows up and it's uh, you know, it's a demon, a fallen exactly, angel. Exactly, John. Exactly. And, and, That's and, what yeah. I fear. Mm -hmm. I, yep. I feel the same way. It's when you get kids involved, get kind of and when they attack families with kids you know that's what they do they want to break families up you know and in those two cases i uh mentioned it turned very negative betty andresian uh you know they told her both her kids would die and her the two sons died in a car accident oh wow and then the third child they went from being very religious to being very paranormal and the mm -hmm. daughter died of cancer and she wasn't that old you know maybe in her 30s mm -hmm. and you know just goes negative and, and then Carla Turner you know Carla Turner was the one who got cancer and it's almost like they can bring these diseases in like it's a thing of the dark side you know and the pastors and priests say that that all of that comes from the dark side you know sickness yeah and they, they oh, bring it are. in they seem to bring it in to families you know Thank That's you, Mark, scary. for liking us. That's scary. It's good no. to see you back, Taylor. Good to have you, you know, on again. I, I liked her, but I don't know that she's prepared for a dark encounter, a negative well, encounter. Is she ready for that? If if she's made it this far, okay, I, I'm right there with you, John, and then I feel exactly how you feel. But if they made it this far, you know, Maybe. But, you know, she, she made a point there. If you're very positive, see, I'm more of a negative person, so maybe I thought <laughs> negative. Yeah, I, I've always been that way. I've always been highly constructively dissatisfied, head of security, questioning people, suspecting and people. And that's okay. So, that's yeah, okay. but then you bring negative stuff in. Right. You know, if she's positive, maybe she could repel all of the negative stuff, you know? Yeah. No doubt. It would they be do say good beats uh, negative, bad energy. Oh yeah, I mean, 
Well, right. nobody nobody pulls the wool over my eyes. So, and in one sense, you know, you're street smart and, and negative, but you also don't get tricked. <laughs> but then again, here's here's the thing, though: you're street smart, and and you have to be negative. But you know, for myself, I I've been very positive. Okay, but lately, it's like I don't give the damn. I don't care about anything really anymore. And that's what scares me about me. But why do you think that that changed? Why do you think you're there? Stuff has happened. Stuff has happened to me last year and the year before and what I'm going through right now. And it seems like the only person that I'm really caring about is myself and my mom, my brother. And that's about it, Mm. you know? I mean, I'm very careful on who I speak to now. You know what I mean? And I think, I think socializing is important. It is. And, and that's, see, to, to me, that's an area that you know, I feel sometimes the same way, Sean. And it's like, you know, my, my son moved away. And so I got no family here. You know, and it's like when I go to the gym, I can socialize with people. I do the show. I do, you know, it, it, it but most the time that I'm home, I'm here alone, you know, and it's like there's there's nobody to talk to. Oh, John, come you can day. call me any day. <laughs> it, it's just that you end up thinking, and a lot of times your thoughts go in the wrong direction. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like if you're married, you got somebody to talk to or fight with, right? So you're always socializing. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I know what you mean. Yeah, but we're gonna. I guess everything is going to be okay. I just don't like, I'm not used to going from being nice and open-minded to being negative. That's something I need to work on because I don't like, it makes me, I don't like how it makes me feel. The only time I feel like I am myself, have I been for the longest time is when I'm at work. But once when I leave work, that's it. Well, I feel the same way. That's what I'm saying. You know, it, it, when I'm at an event around people, the, then I come home and it's just, you know, it's just me. There's nobody to talk to. You know, you can go days without uh, talking to anybody. I just want to take a look and see if I saw a dark shadow above your head there, but no. Okay. Whose head? It's Sean's. Um, I see something dark up there by the light, but that's probably the shadow off of the light. But don't, Sean, do you think that there's anything negative has come into the house or anything that you know when people's personalities change sometimes there's something in that in the house with them no i know for a fact that there has been more spiritual activity in our house okay and um but as of being negative no i wouldn't know if it was Mm. and no but there has been a lot of a lot of spirits going on. Like, I'll tell you, for instance, right? I mean, I'd be up here, you know, in my office up in the attic, and, you know, I hear my, my mom's voice calling my name, and I'm like, Mom, is that you? What do you want? And she said, I never called you. You know what I mean? We hear different voices. And stuff. <laughs> well, you're, your mother lives there. She's, she's, you're not in the house alone. You have your mother there and other people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I so guess. that's not as bad. I mean, I'm here. I got nobody. It's it's pitch silence. I told you what happened last week in Miami, right? 
where my phone overheated yeah. and it was banging in the closet and uh, the temperature was 78. I got the, I put the air on at 72, it was 78, you know? So I don't know. Who knows? Those girls are coming to get you. Uh, so what do you guys are. think about us being on Roku? <clears throat> I went on there and saw it's, it's the same quality as what we have here. It's, it's not any different. But we're, but I, I think it's pretty interesting. It is I, interesting. I kind of like it. I like it. So is there like a Roku channel that yeah. has these? Uh, you have to add your podcasts? show. Like okay. you can, you look up our show and you add it so you can see it. They have to add it. Okay. It's, it took me so long to find it. It was hard to find. I'm, I, I think it's going to be an interesting situation. And, you know, look where we started at, Jen. Three oh, yeah. or four years ago. What was it like a couple thousand viewers? Not even that. I mean, before um, we got on chasing pro uh, on UPRN, we started off with 15, yeah, it was 20 like, people. Yeah. Now look at us. We're, we, we got, we get a lot of viewers. Yeah. And then we're going on. So. 900,000. Uh, yeah. We got, I remember our first show, we got like, what, 50 people, maybe 10. <laughs> no, it was 10 people. 10 something people. like that. Yeah. But once we got on to UPRN, my God, it, it, everything just shot up. You know, yeah, we evolved. Have a big following on UPRN. So. Yeah, we um, evolved. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's for and sure. And just think how much more we can evolve on Roku. Well, Roku is pretty big. I mean, I, I have Roku on three of my TVs. Uh, two are just still the you know expanded cable. You know, I have the cable. But then the other three, I have Roku, the, the Roku, you know, stick, and uh, you know, I can get on the Roku channel, you know. And yeah, other. it's just it's just that um, finding guests who aren't just talking about the same stuff. Yeah, and it's hard to find. I don't want to be a downer, but when I start running for commissioner next month, I got to take a leave of absence. Oh, I damn. know, I know, I know. But I can't be doing this while I'm campaigning, you know. When and you... they bring it up. They bring it up. I'm telling you, I, 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 uh, I remember at the Hempfield meeting here, and uh, well, we know you still do UFO stuff. And it's, it's like, well, so know. what's wrong with that? Right. I, don't yeah. I tell you what, that's what I was telling that woman, is that the political people, uh, they're so dense. Uh, you know, they take that stuff and say, oh. Yeah, I had one woman said, "You believe in in UFOs? Oh, that's ridiculous!" You know. Okay. Uh, but they use it's it all over you. the news right now. Yeah, I know, but they use it against you. I mean, I had so many battles four years ago when uh, these people that uh, it's your opposition is what it is. You know, the other candidates, or they use these whisper campaigns and they start spreading the word. You know, he's a UFO nut. He. He's he's into the paranormal. Oh, we can't vote for him, you know. So, you know, I don't know. You know, it's it's like uh, there, this and the political stuff are on complete opposite ends. <laughs> you know, they are the polar opposites of each other. You know, so. I'm just reading what Mark's saying. For my show, the reason you. why I brought that up about her children. And how they react. That, that's what my show is going to be on Into the Night with Sean Kelly tonight. How people react to ghosts. Mm -hmm. um, 
is there any way that we can help them understand that they're a spirit? You know, what can we do to help people? It's not like I'm trying to brainwash you and say, um, it's just it's like saying, Jenny, you, you, you saw a ghost, right? And you go tell John and John's like, oh, you're full of crap. You know what I mean? You didn't see no ghost. I, I think that. And the... that bothers you. Think about how many people were put in mental institutions back in the 40s and 50s because they started to see people. Right. Yeah. Well, they used to think they were crazy. Yeah. What do you think? They would give them lobotomies over something that was given as a gift that was given to them. Yeah. But but what do you see on TV, though? All of these ghost, phony ghost hunting shows that are out there, you know, the reaction is when, you, you know, they, they're in a sanitarium and down the hallway, a can, you know, they hear something. Woo! What was that? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's all about sensationalism. You know, and, and that's all them making those sound effects and the shadows and stuff. I, I, I don't think 1% of that stuff is really caught on film at that moment when they're filming. But, you know, they've programmed everybody. Your first reaction to a spirit or a ghost is to be afraid. Cause Do you remember the movie The Lady in Black? I don't know about The Lady in Black. It was about a, a woman who dressed in black. She was a ghost. The very next day when that came out into the theaters, I got 23 emails, people telling me that they seen the black lady in the dress, the, yeah. the, in the dark dress. So what does that mean, though? Does that mean that if enough people focus on something, they can bring it in and there's the lady in black? Like if I you never I don't have a clue, bud. Yeah. I don't have I mean, a clue nobody, on that. If you didn't think about it, no. Okay. When she was... It. When she was talking about the butterfly effect, I didn't. I know. I. I it's explained to me how that works because I'm no, trying I to. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know how that. Works. Well, that's why I asked her twice, and we didn't get an answer. You know, I said, "How do you know that because you did this, there's a hurricane over there, or you did this, and, like and uh, uh, you know, there was a, a a ship, a plane went off course." How do you know that was for you? I could say we're talking on this show right now, and then I check the news, and there's something happens in Pittsburgh, and I could say, "See, butterfly effect," because we did this show. There was a holdup in a gas station. How do I know that that's it? Well, yeah. you know, and her answer was she didn't know. She just has a feeling and energy. But yeah, the, the butterfly effect thing—I don't think there's any plausibility to that. I really don't understand it anyway. I didn't yeah. understand it either. Well, you know, so I can't really, I can't really comment on the butterfly effect because yeah, I, I know I watched it. the movie, but it didn't really tell you. Yeah, like everything's intertwinable, you know, like yin yeah. and yang, sort of like that. You ever read that book, that story by Ray Bradbury? Uh, they go, I can't think, uh, something of thunder. I can't remember. They go back in time, and they tell the people, uh, you cannot touch anything. So it's time travel, like a vacation thing. Mm -hmm. So they go back in time and it puts like a platform out and you can walk out on the platform and you're in prehistoric times. So you can be there and you're looking and they know when the dinosaur shows up and they'll tell people, all right, everybody come back. The dinosaur will be there. And the dinosaur comes through the woods and you could see the dinosaur and then they all like leave, you know? But one time, somebody trips and falls off the platform and uh, crushes a butterfly. 
That's why the butterfly effect, that's where it comes from, the Ray Bradbury story. Turns out that butterfly was supposed to, you know, uh, be eaten by this thing that would have then did that, did that, and would it, they changed the whole course of history by mm -hmm. killing that butterfly. Oh, okay, that's so, okay. Yeah, and, and you think about it, you know, you go back in time like that, and, and, and you go and you shoot some animal, well, that animal may have killed some settler or some, it, it changes the whole course of history because things didn't happen the way they were supposed to happen. But that's where the butterfly effect comes from, is that Ray Bradbury story, where they fell and fell on a stepped on a butterfly and killed it. Hmm. That's, that's pretty, pretty interesting. It was, a, it was an interesting story. They actually made a movie of it, too. Uh, I know I have it upstairs. <laughs> I, I got to remember the name of it. I can Google it and look it up. That's yeah. Funny. To try and comprehend what she was speaking of, it would have been nice to know what she thinks she did to create that. She didn't tell us, though. Yeah, I know. She couldn't she, explain that part yeah, of it. She had a hard time explaining like direct answers to the questions we had. But she knew there was a feeling, a sensation, an energy, something, you know. So that's good. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't attribute the Cons Can, considering we've had some guests that didn't like us. Okay. Oh yeah, I remember that dude, man. And yeah, there was a woman. The one. The the one. Car she was reader. a psychic lady, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she left. She didn't want to talk to us. Well, that's because, you know, right off the bat, you said that there would be some controversy. And right away, she ran from that, you know? Mm -hmm. No, I'm not doing this show if they're going to ask me hard questions. <laughs> she ran. You know, I'm not doing it. See ya. You know, <laughs> why do people have to be so self-centered? Why can't they just, like, okay, well, maybe tell it like it is. Like maybe, they're tonight. Up. maybe they're making right. stuff up. And but the way this lady spoke tonight, our guest, yeah. she told it as as yeah. it was. And she yeah. didn't back away. She didn't run off. No. She held she her ground have, and she talked about it. Yeah, she didn't have a lot of answers to explain it. That's going to come. And, you know, like you and I, Sean, uh, we want to make sure that she's not going down the wrong, wrong path. Yes. And that path, is, that path is there. You know, yep. you want to go to the left or you want to go to the right. That path is clearly there when you're dealing with stuff that you don't know what it is. You know, somebody wants to fill in for you, John. <laughs> yeah. I'm retired. Uh, Mark J. Cox. Okay. What's that about? What's he I saying will about fill in for you? I'm retired and have 11 years of crazy. You haven't yet. Like, <laughs> you have who? to have crazy to be on. This I've been show. retired who? 11 years too, so I'm crazy. Yeah. Who were the three at Kecksburg? Who were the three people as witnesses? Is that what he means? Who were the three at Kecksburg? There's a lot more to that Kecksburg story, though. Uh, you know, we were actually found other witnesses than the ones that Stan Gordon brought forward and said this is what they saw and this is what happened. And uh, there were there were there were other people and uh, and a lot of descriptions that contradicted the uh you know the stan gordon version of kecksburg yeah i just got an email from him about kecksburg stan gordon i think it was was it kecksburg or was it maybe it was um let me see he said some interesting sightings oh uh 2020 I, very active it was a very active yeah, year 
I saw that the email. UFOs I got and UAPs. Yeah, I Where did the it. craft come from, John, in Kecksburg? Well, I, uh, my version, and I did a very thorough analysis of it with an engineer from Ponsatani, and we concluded pretty very much that it was a, a GE Mark II reentry vehicle, a spy satellite that we were launching out of Johnson Island in the South Pacific, and it would take pictures over Russia. It replaced the uh, U-2 spy plane once they caught the guy, Gary Powers. Uh, we launched satellites. It would take a picture, and then on the next rotation around Earth, it would eject the camera system, and the satellite would fall into the ocean. And everything about it matched up with Kecksburg. Uh, it, it was a, a day and a half prior uh, on the 7th. There was one that was launched that immediately went offline. So I think that one, it went offline, and I think it ended up you know, going around. It was about 38 hours, whatever, and I think it came down in Kecksburg. And it had a copper alloy heat shield that would glow green. People saw four lights. You know, it had four jets to navigate when it's in the upper atmosphere. E everything about it had an atomic reactor. So when it crashed in Kecksburg, people saw four NASA guys in white suits carrying a box. And then they saw blue arcing in the woods. Well, they went out there, cut the atomic generator out, put it in the lead box, and carried it away. I mean, we were able to explain every aspect of Kecksburg. And, uh, you know, I believe it was a spy satellite is what it was. There you go, John. The UFO fans didn't like me. They stopped by my books after I said that. <laughs> well, that was stupid. Hi, Jeff. You missed half the show. The show's almost over and you come in now. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, Jeff. Bad. Why can't I get this? I'm trying to get him on. Hitler paints. Mark, you landed it with two cloned and diapered <laughs> Hitlers with printed on pupils. And I stole from Hitler. As I, I am Dwight D's 007, the first human to seven to seven senses because I have Telsa Master Implant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got it, Mark. <clears throat> Thanks, Jeff. You like my hat? <laughs> little rose there for you yeah i have some interesting news you're gonna, pregnant oh geez that would be a miracle she's getting she's getting married no. i start my own show i'm having my own show oh really cool. yeah it's going to be on on wednesdays at one o'clock in the afternoon it's going to be daytime lifestyle show um it's going to be called in the now no, that's wrong. In the know with a capital um, N, like in the know. Whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. What's that? K N O W. Yeah, the N, it's going to be small K, small K, capital N, in the know. In the know. Oh my God, I keep saying in the know. So I haven't decided yet what day we're going to start because it's hard to get everything pro, you know, promo banners together. But I'm going to be, it's going to be on everything. Um, so I'm going to get a little political, maybe, maybe not. I'm going to have you on the show, Joe, John. Maybe yeah, have you do the political stuff. Have me on. I, I did a political show about uh, six weeks ago, 
you know, it's funny. The guy was like me. He did UFO stuff and political stuff. So I did a, the UFO show with him two hours and 43 minutes, right? So then he goes, let's have you back on to do the political show, you know, after the UFO show. So we did the political one, and I was, like, so aggressive. He wouldn't air it. He would not post the show because, you know, I pointed the finger at the weak Republicans and the rhinos and the swamp and, and who's who and that. I think I scared the crap out of him. He was afraid like they would take a show down or something. But everything I said was the truth. And uh, he he would not air the show. No. Well, I don't know about that, but I'm just going to talk about, you know, have cool topics that I can't, we can't talk on here, you know, you know, yeah. stuff. So, you know, I, we can, but it wouldn't coincide with what our, with our show's logo is or anything. Something different. That I'm interested, you know, get some writers, artists on, get some um, cool topics, sort of like, you know, things that we don't we normally talk about, you know, like maybe taboo stuff that's maybe. It's but just, you know what? With us being on Roku, we can talk about anything we want. Yeah, that's Roku what I mean. Show. Like, I, I, I want to talk about. Like, there's so much stuff going on that's coming out now. Like, people are waking up. Um, How is it going to affect you? Um, the vaccine. I know that's a big one. Can't we talk about the vaccine on YouTube? It's beyond me because they talk about it on the news all the time. You know, like why I just I just saw on the news that they're letting the guys come back from the Pentagon that were, you know, that had to leave because of their um, vaccine mandate and they're finally letting them they're giving them back pay and everything, which is well, you know how many people left? It was a huge number of people that left the military because of the vaccine mandate, you know, and, and, and you know, what's interesting uh, is it was mostly your conservative right people that left, you know, and, and uh, so I think they realized they needed those people. Well, I, I mean, I know a lot. Of, I know I know a lot of conservatives that didn't get the vaccine. Yeah, I, I didn't think, either. I, didn't I, I mean, I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I just think that they were we were lied to. Well, no, yeah. they, they wouldn't take the vaccine, so they had to leave the military. Yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't take the it. vaccine. Yeah, they wouldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. But, Good you night, know, Jeff. The, the things you see in this country, though, are moving towards limiting free speech, you know, uh, trying to shoot holes in the Constitution. That's why I told that, that woman, we're moving in this country in the wrong direction. Oh, you yeah. Know, the, the things that we grew up believing, and you could go and say anything you want, and you know you might not agree with what I say, but I'll defend your right to say it. You know, and then I think we're getting a. I think we're getting that back now since things have changed. Maybe because of Elon Musk and his Twitter. Well, that was the things are changing. Thing. The, yeah. the, the Elon Elon Musk should be the Time Man of the Year when he bought Twitter and exposed them for what they were doing. But then, but then what happened behind the scenes? The powers to be, his stock dropped fifty percent in yeah. value. He said he's going to put make somebody else the CEO. They got to him. They got to him. So if they could get to the richest man in the world or the second richest, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think they, I think things, especially Biden's in trouble. They're putting him under the bus to his, his own party. That's yeah, his party. Yeah, his own party's putting him under the bus, which is pretty bizarre. He'll be out pretty soon. Yeah, they want but the thing else. is, if he's out, then we have Carmela. So what's the it's just the second, that's worse. You know, I don't know if it's worse, worse, but it's worse. <laughs> I don't know. Oh no. My lips are sealed. 
We'll do this on Jen's show. <laughs> yeah, I can, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, we're coming down to the witching hour. Yeah. Thank hey. you, everybody, for uh, your, in, you know, your involvement in the chat. And make really sure you good to make, see you. Make sure you share your share our live too with people who haven't watched it, so they can watch it later on. Because it's an interesting topic. Although I don't know if I believe everything that Elsa said. Yeah. Um. It's up to you. You be the judge of it. Contact know? her a year from now and see if anything went negative. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you again for watching Chasing Prophecy yep. on the UPR Radio Network FM 105.3. See us on Roku too, guys. And make sure you add the channel. Good night. Bye-bye.